I know y'all didn't think I was done. I'm back. Adam Chris Brand. Brand. The podcast. What's good? It's Adam Chris. I'm here to say whatever because I give a damn. Um, hi guys. Uh, happy Juneteenth. Um, it is Monday. I celebrated Juneteenth a little bit this weekend in my hometown. Um, shout out to, ooh, shout out to them. Shout out to my hometown, Cartersville. They really showed out for the Juneteenth celebration. Um, that is our <clears throat> considered um, Black People's Independence Day, not Fourth of July. <laughs> so, okay, y'all. So I'm weird as fuck. Right now, I am sitting beside an air conditioning unit, so it might be kind of loud, but I don't know. I just like to catch a vibe. I'm literally laying in the yard on a blanket with the incense burning and recording. I don't know. I think I'm weird or something, but I don't know. I'm just trying to catch a vibe. Um, so today's episode... Oh, dang. So today's episode, I really wanted to... Um, celebrate a little bit um, about Pride Month. Um, It is uh, LGBTQIA LMNOP Pride Month and I really haven't had an opportunity to really talk about it or touch on it or celebrate it because of everything that has been going on. Um, So here we are. I I decided that I was going to jot down just some stuff that I know about the gay community and um, the coming up in um, in the gay community, uh, a lot of people, a lot of my straight friends, I try to explain to them like it's really two completely different worlds. Uh, we really um, live a different certain type of way, I think. Um, <clears throat> I also, um, if you go to any gay club, honey, oh my god, all these fucking ants, y'all. I'm trying to be zen out here and catch a vibe, and I'm gonna get ate up by a fucking fire ant. Um, but anyway. Um, and shout out to Shaka Khan, the music I play, y'all, for my background music, honey. Shout out to motherfucking Shaka. Ain't nobody, honey. That song you will hear at any motherfucking gay club you go to. So in celebration of being um, LGBTQIA Pride Month, I'm, I, I celebrate her as well because she has done a lot for our community. Um, oh, God, it feels so good out here, y'all. I'm at peace. Um, so let's jump right into it. Let's talk about the gay shit. So I'm going to start off with how I came, how I came out and what it did for me, the pros and cons. So I came out when I was about, everybody knew I'd been gay. I was just fucking with these, with the girls, having girlfriends and shit up until about 10th grade. Um... In 10th grade, I kind of realized, like, I got to live for me. I got to, if I'm not interested in something, I'm not going to force myself to be interested in it because of how people see me or how I think um, 
how I think other people, I want other people to receive me. I really didn't, I wasn't thinking about myself at the time. So all those years, I was dating females. I mean, I, I and the females I did date, I did like them. Um, I was interested in them. I just, I just knew something was off. I, um, I love the girls that I have fallen in love with. I've actually fell in love with them, but I just, it was something that wasn't there. And I knew I was feminine. I knew I was different. I knew I wanted to be gay. <laughs> I did. I always have like men. But at 10th grade, I finally got the boss to say like, hey, I'm finna date niggas. Like, fuck it. I'm finna date niggas. <laughs> so I did. I started um, having an interest in guys my senior year. Um, I was kind of scared to talk to dudes that were in my hometown because I was scared it was going to get out. And at that time, I really wasn't trying to be, I wasn't as comfortable with being open. So as soon as I graduated high school, that's when shit went left. Shit literally, like... I always have lived my, I've, like, I ain't gonna lie. I've never struggled in life. Like, my parents have always provided for me. Like, I literally have never struggled. struggled. So, I wanted to, like, I always would try to put myself in my friend's situations that wasn't as well off as I was. And so, I graduated high school. And in the gay community, we have, I'm, I can't only speak for gay men. Um, the gay men, the, the gay men community, the black gay black man community, gay man, ugh, the black gay man community, sorry. I can only speak for this community of people because this is what I experienced and this is the lifestyle I live. So I can only give you accurate, I'm just giving you like my experience. Um, so I graduated high school in 2009 and I immediately jumped into like the gay scene. It's, it's called the gay scene. It's, in, it's based in Atlanta. And so I'm coming from this small town. Um, I'm moving and like, and I'm moving with friends and shit in the city, experiencing the clubs. I mean, I was already experiencing the clubs kind of, but I was really going to the clubs with like a group of people who were well known in Atlanta on the gay scene. So some people that had a little bit of rank in the streets. My little country ass. I I, I can say I jumped out there. Um, without a care in the world. I should have had a care in the world because I have put myself in situations that I shouldn't have been in. I've had, I've lost things that I shouldn't have lost just because I wanted to be with the cool kids and I've done stuff that I shouldn't have done. Nothing that I regret because I learned something from every situation that I put myself through, but I do think I jumped out there too fast. Uh, and I, I honestly, I can, I'm glad I can live to tell my story to younger gay men that are going along the path that I was going on. I indulged in drugs, um, just partying all the time, really not giving a fuck, quitting jobs and shit because I want to be able to be out in the streets with my friends and stuff just to be with the it crowd. And so, um, my, like I said, my senior year I moved. I was staying on Bankhead and I stayed with my gay mother. Shout out to um, him. I 
he's my gay mother, but you know, we are all men. Um, so in a gay, so like in my lifestyle, you, it's like we have these gay families and you have a mother, which is a man, but she's like a mother figure to you um, in a gay world. And then you have a father who is a gay man. And these two people just kind of help you navigate the gay life. Um, they kind of put you up on game to look out for certain stuff and to be, you know, certain things happen and you are naive and young and you have this person because your mom isn't there, your biological mom isn't there at that time because this isn't a lifestyle you wanted to, you know, introduce to her. So you pick up these gay parents and they help you navigate the gay world because it's my mama can't help me navigate in a gay world because she hasn't even experienced the gay world. She don't know nothing about it. So why not pick up somebody and confide in somebody who is a little bit older than you um, and has experience, has the same experiences that you're going through. So that's kind of where that comes from with the gay families. Um, also, um, when you are in these gay families, it's all boys, like you have, you categorize, like I said, we're all men, but we categorize each other as sisters or brothers. It's just the way you carry yourself. If you're very masculine and you want to be referred to as a brother, I will call you my brother. If you're feminine and you have, um, you're you in touch with your feminine side and you want to be called a sister, they call, we call you sister or sis or whatever. So had a gay family, was in a gay family, um, came up with them to like about, I guess, 2013. And then that's when I stepped back from the gay community and went back to my hometown, got a job and just started working and building my career as an adult or in the regular world, quote unquote. Um, but a lot of times I think we get gay men, we get in these um, families, these gay families. One is because you want someone to, like I said, to help you navigate in a gay community and figure things out that, you know, you can't go to your biological mother or father about because they ha they don't live that lifestyle um so that's one reason why we get in these gay families but another reason is because i know um i've had friends that have kind of been neglected by their biological family i've never had that experience but i do have friends that kind of was neglected from their biological family so that was their actually they took it very serious in those gay houses and that was considered their family like that was basically the gay family the gay family that they were in that was basically like their biological family because they didn't have no biological family they lost them because um, maybe the family members didn't accept them being gay and was still living in 19th century or maybe um, you know they just never had a good relationship with their biological parents or family so a lot of times gay men we would get in these houses and families simply because that's what we need that's what I mean, we everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants a family. Um, so that's kind of how they would find their family. They would get in. I don't know how they pick and choose them. Um, I can't say I, <laughs> I really tried to get in a, a family that was well-known. Um, kind of not the best way to approach picking your family because that's kind of a serious deal. And I wish I would have took it a lot more serious than I did. But I do realize the significance of it when I got older. But it is, um, I've, I've had great experiences. I've had bad experiences with the gay families. But it's all a lesson learned. You, you, you see all these different people live these certain different type of ways you see their struggles you see so you it, you kind of start appreciating what you have a lot more because what you're taking for granted somebody has never experienced so 
it was always a good experience and I'm very I've always been very observant. So I just I appreciated every bit of that. Like I, I literally appreciate my whole experience with coming out and being in a gay house and going to the parties and experiencing stuff that I have, you know, that I've done. I just I take it all as a lesson learned. Um and I also feel like I can help other people that are in the community, people that I belong to. Um, and I always try to speak to my direct community, black gay men, because that's, that's the only lifestyle I've ever lived. I mean, that's the only lifestyle that I have, you know, experienced. So I can't speak for a transsexual and how they live their lives. Um, I do have friends that, um, that are transsexual and have experienced some things and I can like, you know, touch on, um, their, just a little bit of their lifestyle, but I don't live that lifestyle. So I don't want to be fact-checked by none of you bitches so but i do have um like transsexuals for instance they um a lot of them do sex work um because it's kind of hard for you being a man and your transition and taking your hormones trying to turn yourself into this female it's kind of hard and people really aren't accepting of that um in the corporate world so it's kind of hard for you to get a job it's kind of hard for you to um navigating a quote-unquote regular world but so they indulge in sex work and it's like an easy way for them to get money they get lots of money i ain't gonna tell you no lie i know some girls that get a cute coin from doing it and some of them get so caught up into it and that fast money just keep coming that they don't want to work a nine to five because they like bitch i can get a thousand dollars in an hour like what am i coming to this fucking punching in a clock for so i do know that that's one thing about transsexuals that they do struggle with um, and it's probably, it's not even really a struggle. It's just what they, the, the way they choose to live. Um, and I hate that we live in a society in a world where it's still not accepted and it's still looked down upon, um, you making the decisions of what you want to do with your life. And if you want to transition, that is your decision. And people still have a problem with people making decisions about their life. But I digress. Um, what else can I, I'm going to jump to, um, so I talked about Soren Sexual, I talked about, um, you know, my, 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 me coming out and how I lived my life the first couple of years of being a conk. <laughs> but now let's talk about HIV. Okay, sorry about that, guys. I had to come in the house because it started raining. So about HIV. So HIV is kind of like, um, now it is a little bit easier to talk about. Because they have medications to where you can still live with HIV. They also um, have medication to prevent HIV. And I am a user of the medication that um, prevents HIV. I am on PrEP. Uh, PrEP sorry. Um, it's a, let me tell you what PrEP means. Because I feel like everybody should know. Um, so PrEP stands for Pre-Exposure Prophylaxis. It is also it is a way for an HIV negative person to use HIV drugs to protect against catching HIV. Oral prep uses two HIV drug in one pill. Drugs in one pill. So I have to take. I take it every day. You also, when you're on this medication, you also have to like have tests done frequently because it can affect like your liver or something like that or kidney or some shit. Um, so. It is, I, I'm, I'm happy to be on it. I don't really have unprotected sex. I don't even really have sex anyway, but I do want, I did want to take the proper precautions to remain HIV negative. 
Um, so HIV in the gay community is two it's two different types of people. It's people who accept that they it, it, these are two different types of positive people. So HIV positive people and what I have saw um, it's one group of people who are kind of like accepting and um, of being HIV positive and being an advocate for HIV, um, empowering others, letting them know, hey, you know, you can still live a whole life with it as long as you take your medicine, as long as you take care of yourself and make sure you're doing everything that the doctor is telling you to do. And then it's the group of people who are kind of in denial, um, who aren't taking care of themselves, who are um, getting sick and... I've even had friends pass away. Um, people, I can't speak for the community of people who are HIV positive because it is, I, 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 I don't live there, I don't walk that life. So I can't tell you exactly how they feel or how they should feel. But I can say that I have saw people kind of like give up. You know, it's kind of like a cancer. And I've saw people be in denial and just kind of not even want to talk about it. Um, and I can understand, like, I that's something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. Um, I know it's a lot of people who are undetectable. And when you're undetectable, um, that means it can't be transmitted to someone else. Uh, so a lot of people get to a point where if they're HIV positive and they begin to get sick, they're, gonna, they're being hospitalized. It's like they kind of give up, um, and they gave up a long time ago. But it it just starts taking a toll on your body, and your T count, T count, your T cells um, count isn't up, so you're not able to fight off any type of infection or anything. So, um, I've had a couple of friends catch pneumonia and couldn't fight the pneumonia pneumonia off because they have a weak immune system and passed away, um, and that's because they I don't. I'm pretty sure they weren't taking care of themselves, taking taking the medications. I know it can be so hard to take a, a pill every fucking day, but me being HIV negative, I'm still taking a pill every fucking day. Um, we have to find a way to take care of ourselves. Um, if we're going to be out here having sex unprotected, I just feel like we know what we have to do because we can't just be out here fucking people raw and thinking we're not going to catch nothing. Um... Always protect yourself. Always know your status. Um, and if you are positive, just a little bit of encouragement. Like you, you can live just as long as anybody else. Um, anything can take you out. Um, it does not have to be HIV, honey. Um, just be encouraged. Um, like I said, I can't really say what you should and shouldn't do, but take care of yourself is what I can tell you. Uh, so. What else I want to talk about? Okay, okay, we can get into drugs. We can talk about the drugs in the gay community. Um, so when I was coming out, y'all know, 2009 when I graduated, like I said, I hit the scene, the gay scene, and it was it was all about you drinking, smoking weed. Um, and at the time, at that time, in like the 2009, 2011 era, it was a big thing with coke, cocaine. So cocaine was big, but now. It's like a new drug comes out like every five years. And so like, <laughs> I don't know where the fuck, the, I don't think this is new, but it just, it reach, it spikes in the gay community. So now I guess the thing that the girls are doing, the gay guys are doing now in my community, I people that I see out in clubs that I go to and I, I observe and I see, 
Um, they do something called Tina, and I think it's crystal meth. Um, I've never tried it, honey. I never will. Um, a lot of people, because I do know people who do it. Um, I'm I'm not like a I, I can be a judgmental bitch, but when it comes to stuff like that, that's your own struggle. That's your story. You you go through and get to where you need to be. That's your own thing. Um, but I do know people who do it, and I be asking questions. I be like, so what do you be feeling? You know, and a lot of them they say it's like a sex drug. Like it's like enhances your sex drive. Um, <laughs> I was involved with somebody who. Originally, I didn't know they did it, but then they told me that they did it. And at the time, they were trying to quit, but they couldn't because, like, they were addicted. Like, when they wouldn't have it, and you can look in somebody's eyes and kind of tell. Um, like, I, I was in love with this guy, and when he didn't have it, after so long, I think you they start suffering withdrawals. He would get so evil and mean, and it was just, it was sad to see, because I literally have never been, I haven't been addicted to any drugs, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I if I tried something, I tried it, and that was it. I never got addicted, you know? I, I used to smoke weed real heavy, but, I mean, look, that ain't no hard-ass drug, but I've never been on, like, anything like that to where it takes over your complete, like, how you, how your mind, um... To how it can turn your 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 demeanor into anger. I never experienced that, so I was just I, it just scared the fuck out of me because I would be like I could look him in his eyes and see that this is not the guy I fell in love with. He literally would transform into somebody else from suffering from withdrawals, and this is it's so sad. People want to go to rehab, but then all they have to do is get like around this one little person, or something can make them feel one type of way, and it can make you be like, oh, damn, I want to do this, and they'll fall right back into that hole. Um, but it is popular. They call it Tina, and it is popular in the gay community. Um, like I said, the black gay community that I see, I thought meth and stuff was like a white people drug, but apparently not. Um, and you can kind of, it's a lot of, and it's, it's, you can tell some people who do it just by their demeanor and how they move, just like a crackhead. Like, you know, somebody a crackhead cause they mouth be moving and shit. It's certain characteristics that they do that make you be like, oh, that girl is geeked. So it's, it, it, but it's a lot of cute guys out there who do the drug too. So, I mean, <laughs> so you always have to go into every situation we're dealing with these niggas. You got to be like, okay, tell me, cut it straight, bitch. What you do? What type of stuff you indulge in? What show, how you party? So it's like, you be wanting to know. You need to know ahead of time because sometimes you will never know because it doesn't, I don't think it immediately, I think eventually it'll take a, an effect on your appearance, but initially it doesn't. I think it takes time. So, um... That's drugs. <laughs> That's drugs in our community. I hope I'm giving y'all some, um, I hope y'all are, are getting a better understanding of black gay men. This isn't everybody's story, though. You know, there are, um, the black gay men who, um, are college graduates, alpha scalpers, uh, alphas, cap, cap, girl, y'all know what I'm saying, the fraternity, frat guys. It is gay men who are like that too and don't live and completely don't live this lifestyle. Um, I'm just telling you my experiences from what I see and who I have been around. Um, so this is not the every black gay man. So do not take it as if I'm telling every black gay man's story. I'm not. Uh, but 
I hope this was like a gave y'all a better understanding of just a little bit of stuff that I've experienced and just this the lifestyle. Uh, it's not accepted. It's still not accepted by all, but we ain't doing nothing to bother you. So, with that being said, it is a lot of current events that I want to talk about, and I want to get on a lighter note. Um, let's let's chat. Let's talk about the current events. So, just a few things before um, I get up out of here because this episode is running a little longer than I thought it would. A um, few things I want to talk about that was in the blogs this week. Uh, first things first, B. Simone um, was getting backlash because, um, I don't know if I talked about it last week, but she was getting backlash. They said she was plagiarizing and shit. Um, she had stole content from another book. But here is her... Um, I guess apology, her public apology, um, stating exactly what happened. And here we go. Just check this out. I need that. I done cried about it. I see Hold that. On, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Vincent. Hold on. Hey, you guys. It's B. Simone. Y'all know me. I have been vulnerable, real, transparent, honest throughout my whole career. And this moment isn't any different. I want to make a quick short video and address all of the accusations surrounding my book. But because it is now a legal matter, I can only say so much. But I wouldn't be me and I wouldn't feel right if I didn't say anything at all. So that's what I'm doing. I had a vision to create a book for young women to change their mindset and to manifest because that is how... I feel like I became successful in life. That is my truth. That's what I know about. So that's what I wanted to teach young women, manifestation. I wanted to tell them my story, right? I've never written a book. I've never been an author. So as an influencer, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, me and my team outsourced. We hired a team that we trusted, that we thought could bring my vision to life. And they did a lot of things without my knowledge. A lot of things without my knowledge. And I am here to fix it. I'm here to fix it. I've reached out to every creative involved, every female involved to fix this issue. And even though I feel like the people I hired in my team dropped the ball, I'm taking full accountability because at the end of the day, I'm the leader. I'm the CEO. I'm the coach. So, you know, it's my brand. I take full accountability even though I did not know. I'm here to fix it. I'm here to speak about it. I'm not going to run from this. I'm going to face it head on. Um, You know, I'm learning. I'm growing every single day. Every single day. My business mind, it's growing every day. The way I do business is growing every day. I take this as a learning experience, you know. The books have been taken down. We're stopping all sales until this matter is black and white. Clear as day. I don't want any gray area. Um, and I thank y'all for rocking with me. I thank y'all for so supporting. y'all hear that she did issue her apology. I love that she got in front of this. Um, I love that um, she didn't go silent because you know when it's something like that happens, you kind of go ghost because it's overwhelming. And I know she seems like she's coming from a good place. So shout out and prayers for B Simone. I hope she get that shit cleared the fuck up. So next. Uh, Barbara Streisand um, gives uh, Disney stock to George Floyd's six-year-old daughter. Um, She is now the youngest Disney stockholder. So, I feel like this is a definitely 
awesome, awesome thing. Um, that girl will always have money if she if she manages her money right, and someone teaches her how to manage money. Um, she will always be well off because Disney is worth like wow so much. So. Shout out to Barbara Streisand. That was very sweet of her. Um, and that was a good, I feel like that was a good um, gift to give because it's it's longevity. It's long term. Um, she'll always have that. So that's awesome. Uh, let's move on. Meg The Stallion, um, Tiffany Haddish, and the cast of Noah's Art. Do y'all remember Noah's Art? It came on, what, what's that gay station logo? Um, they were... Uh, this past Sunday, which I think was last week, there was a huge All Blacks Lives Matter march with a focus on the black LGBTQ community, community and the celebrities came out to support. Seen out and about were Meg Thee Stallion, um, as well as Common and Tiffany Haddish. And I, they say that they still haven't confirmed if they're dating or not because they haven't seen out a lot. Um, that's Tiffany Haddish and Common. Um, one of the fa one fan at the rally noticed cast members from groundbreaking black gay TV series Noah's Ark, who appeared to be filming at the march. Um, so they are saying that it may be a reboot of Noah's Ark. Y'all, Noah's Ark was very good. I was very young, and that was like the first movie that um, that kind of gave me my look into the gay life so well not movie it's a series sorry and i i love that show i really do so that's exciting that's good that they are out showing support um even marcel has announced that she will not be returning to real housewives of atlanta for the next season um i don't think she was a real housewife type of girl anyway and also y'all why are they saying that nini got fired allegedly um, let me read this article that they said that Nene got fired. It says Nene Leaks has lost her peach for now. Sources exclusively tell B. Scott that Nene Leaks um, has not been offered an opportunity to return to Real Housewives of Atlanta for season 13. Uh, pickup letters allegedly went out last Friday via emails to each of the ladies' uh, representatives, and Nene did not get one. Um, so we're going to see, because we've heard this before. So we're going to see if Nene come back. I think it's about time for her to retire her peach. Personally, um, I haven't heard anything about this, so I'm not going to give an update on this Breonna Taylor story because I haven't really heard anything. Um, and last that I want to uh, mention, shout out to the motherfucking City Girls. They, their album got leaked um, on Friday, I think, and I think they released it Saturday. I th I'm not sure. Um, but it is a bop. It's called City on Lock. Um, and JT kind of posted a video about the leak and how everything is happening and how it's affecting young Miami. So I'm going to let y'all listen to this audio. A very, you know, tragic time. Um, she lost her first baby father, her oldest, her oldest child father. And she's been going through a lot. Uh, which means I've been going through a lot because whatever she go through, I go through. So today I woke up to bad news. Um, our shit are over the internet. Well, I could say like some of it because that was actually the first take of the album. So it was not, the, it's not the actual one. It's missing some songs and, you know, that shit just, it's all fucked up. But y'all don't be understanding how hard people actually work towards stuff and how sensitive that album 
or those songs or whatever, however, was to us. Being that I was going to prison for two years, and being that Carisha just buried a child, and I I had to work on this this mixtape album, whatever it is, coming in and out of the halfway house every fucking day. So. She was basically saying that Young Miami is going through a lot. Um, that has that's not they didn't want it to be leaked yet apparently. Um, and y'all know Young Miami did just lose her um, oldest son's father, and I it seems like they had a good relationship. So just prayers for them. I hate that that happened to them, but thank y'all for that um, for going ahead and releasing um, the album because baby, yes God, it take me a minute to really get into like the City Girls album. I started falling in love with songs probably like a month from now. Why it's like hyped up now? I don't really, I don't really be like into it when it first come out. It take me a little minute and getting used to. Um, I don't really have any more current events that I want to talk about that interests me. If you have something that you want me to talk about, you can always email me at adamchrisbrand at gmail.com. Um, and last but not, last but not least for the mental note, I listened to a podcast and I just took some bullet notes on this podcast. It was from a, it's a psychiatrist that, um, I was listening to um, her, and she had she gave me some gems. Like um, everybody always talks down on anger, and how right now you know everybody is angry. Things are going on that we're unhappy about, but anger can, always isn't something bad. Um, anger is um, a misunderstood emotion. Um, we should use anger as fuel. Um, that's mo a mo motivating force for good. Um, anger does not. A lot of people mistake anger for being destructive or fighting or something like that because you're mad no you can turn your anger you can fuel whatever it is that's fueling you to be angry you can turn that into a motivation you can turn that into something to make you push harder for the good opposed to the bad um it's all about how you look at it um anger is actually it's not an action it's an emotion um experience anger is not unhealthy but suppressing or being aggressive is um and the last but not least, anger is a motivation force for whatever you want to motivate. So if you want to motivate violence, that's what you're, you can push your anger towards. I'd rather you not. But if you can motivate, um, your anger can motivate you to be the most successful. So if stuff isn't going right, you can turn it into something good. Um, that's all I have for y'all this fucking week. Um, I am a day late, but y'all know I'm here. I'm still giving content, so clap for me, bitches. Um, like I said, uh if you need um have any feedback or questions email me at adamchrisbrand at gmail.com bitch and i was gonna read some letter listener letters but i do it next week sorry y'all um follow the instagram follow the instagram at adamchrisbrand follow your host at it's adam chris and follow us on facebook at adamchrisbrand i'll see y'all next week bye